This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. As always, my exact opposite, co-host Ramon B. How are you, Ramon? Is it politically correct for me to say I'm mm-hmm. feeling sassy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Then I and am. You, uh, you've heard the stupid stuff I say. I say uh, sexist, mm-hmm. me too stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you were just giving me crap about that in the last show. Well, that's all right. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out. Keep I, you... Have the, I, I have this uh, uh, gift, I think. I think it's a gift, personality quirk that I don't give a crap what people think of me. <laughs> So, it may be which has gift. served me well generally, but uh, yeah, not yeah. always. That's a gift. The right. gift that keeps on giving. I'm oh, saying. it sure is. Now, we always start with the headlines of the day. These are actually printed on paper, so you know it's real. News that you can use. Infotainment. Here we go. Okay, I'm excited. So, uh, the Secretary of Energy. Do you know who she is? I have seen her on the old YouTube. Jennifer Granholm. That's the one. She used to have this big mole on her face. Then she hired a rat to gnaw it off or something, and now it's oh, gone. She had a blemish, an unsightly blemish removed. That's an image. She I was also know. famous for, for I believe it was at the Obama, uh, not inauguration, but the uh, convention when, when Obama's running for president. Mm-hmm. She humiliates herself by being poop-faced drunk and gets on the main stage and talks. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me while I Google search. She was the governor, the worst governor that Michigan has ever had. That's saying a lot. And and the current one is number two. (laughs) Isn't that Gretchen? Yes, I believe. Otherwise known as Bruce Jenner. But that's another story. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, The Secretary of Energy, the lovely Jennifer Granholm, she said a good way to beat inflation is to buy solar. Yes, I heard that. Now, solar costs thousands of dollars. Uh, Does this help you understand why the government is in massive debt? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to put that. I don't know how many times I get the solar people come into my house and say, hey, you can put – you know what? And I refuse just on the pure fact that they look ugly. Other than that. Well, they're hideous. They're oh, yes. Awful. If you want to lower the value of your home, put solar on it. That, very, of course, very would lower the value. gross looking. And the other thing is I just love anything where the government gives a big subsidy to the solar. Uh, this would keep me from buying a Tesla. Okay. The government gives a big subsidy to solar, things that don't work. Right. Now, I go to my – I live uh, near Shea and uh, Hayden. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've ventured over to Shea. I followed you home a couple times. <laughs> okay, that's good. Creepy stalker stuff. I love that. So there's the Tesla charging stations. And there was nine people yesterday sitting in their car. Now, I go to the gas station. Now, it's hot out, so I, you know, I, I leave the car running because yeah. I'm a rich Republican. And I put the gas going in my car for three, count them, three minutes. Now, these people are sitting... Doing nothing 
in the middle of the workday, sitting in their cars for God only knows how long, nine people. <laughs> what, and what's the and average? And it's 140 like, degrees outside. It's like 40 minutes to a, for a full recharge? Is that Can right? you imagine going to a gas? If every time you had to fill up your car with gas, you had to spend 40 minutes in the gas station? I'd get a bike. It's crazy. Oh. That's, oh. So if that catches on, I'll shoot myself. Wind power. That'll work. Uh, yeah. Well, in Vegas, it might because it's windy there. Now, uh, we have been talking about real estate. Weren't we talking about real estate? I think so. Okay. Hey, I've got a caller. Uh-oh. Kanita, I'm on the podcast. Oh, sorry. Would you like to be on it? <laughs> sure. Would you? You got questions to ask me to make me sound smart? Oh, uh, well, I already have seven of them lined up. Oh, great. Let's do it. Okay. okay. Call now. All right, you call now. This is good. Seven questions. I like that. I hope they're not about solar panels on homes. <laughs> hope she doesn't drive a Tesla and tell us all about it. All right, our guest should be on the phone. Hello, Kanita. Hi. We have a caller, Ramon. Now, Kanita, have you ever listened to the podcast? Yes. I've oh, okay. That. So you know Ramon. Yes. Okay, Kanita was calling in, and Hi. she has seven. Hi. Count them. Seven, seven questions. Seven questions. Is what she that said. means I don't have to pay attention. I can go back to sleep. Now, guess give the kids <laughs> listening at home a little background about you, Kanita. First of all, you were with great name, by the way. Yeah, she has a cool oh, name. Thank you. <laughs> um, right now, I'm with Exit Elite Realty in uh, Virginia. Oh, are you okay? Yeah. Did you move? Yeah, I was with Weikert um, before. Okay. But um, then I had I had like a heart attack and all this kind of stuff. Oh, my goodness. Time off. Yeah, I was only 38. But I took some time off, and now I'm back. And I'm so happy that I I finally got to join your you know, your group. So, By the I way, can I give you good. some heart health advice? Sure. If you're 38 years old and you have a heart attack, you may be dating the wrong guy. Oh, I, know, I already know. I know. Okay. Well, so, <laughs> <laughs> this is more news that you can use. All right, Kanita. What do you got? Hit me with a question. Okay. All right. Well, one is, is just like, you know, in the event that you're trying to schedule a listing appointment, let's say the husband and wife, they have like totally conflicting hours. You know, is it okay to schedule an appointment like on the weekend if they're both off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's what I always recommend. Uh, that you get are are you full time in real estate? No, not yet. Now you're not a coaching student of ours. Oh yes, you are. Yes, yes, you are. Um, I had you wrong. I had you in my little database twice. So uh, what I, what I always recommend is that you schedule all your listing appointments at either two thirty in the afternoon or seven p.m. at night. Uh, will are you able to do that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So so 7 p.m., that, you know, you can eat dinner at 5 and then have a 7 p.m. and still get your prospecting done in the morning. So that's what I recommend. Now, if you have to meet with them on the evening or on a weekend to still accomplish those time slots, try to do that if you can. Okay. okay. And, and if you had to meet with them separately, you could do that also. Oh, okay. But okay. I wouldn't. That would be my that. last choice. Okay. All right. And my other question, or my second This will one, be question number two um, for those of you scoring at home. Yeah, okay. So I don't feel um, safe, not safe. I don't feel I'm ready to do the paperwork with a buyer or a seller just yet. Um, so is it okay 
How new? How new are you? Um, well, let's see. I started back in 2016, and I helped two buyers and some renters. And like I said, I got sick after that, so I'm okay. getting back into it. Now. So, how new are you this time? The, with me in the paperwork, when I do go to a listing or you know, have a buyer's appointment, is it okay to, um, if I don't want to do the 50 50 split, to just have them? like on the back burner to do the paperwork and I want you to write this down. Uh, I want you to write these items okay. down if you can. And this is taped, so tape is okay. what we use in the business. Scotch tape. So okay, so so <laughs> purchase so uh, let's talk about sellers, okay? Listing agreement, agency agreement, uh, lead base paint disclosure. Agency is a disclosure also. An election, and then uh, any other any other disclosures like pool or septic or uh, any others that you may have that I don't know about, and then you'd have the property profile where you're putting in the measurements of the rooms and that kind of stuff. Uh, oh, and then the okay. seller property disclosure statement. In your state, do they have a seller property disclosure statement? I, ha- I have a feeling they don't in Virginia. A disclosure, like where they have to. Um, I what like I write, b- I believe this is true. Wrong. Now you correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe in Virginia that they don't do a seller property disclosure statement, and and the buyer is buying the property as is, how is, no matter what. And the no, seller there has. is a disclosure. Is there? Um, okay. Statement. I think they have a choice. Um, or let me see. Okay. I know there's definitely a disclosure where they have to write down everything that uh, they are wrong. aware of or not aware of about yeah. the condition of the, of the house. Then, yeah, that's a good idea. And I have to make it known if I know of anything as right. well. Okay. So there is a state where they don't do that. So the, um, uh, which I think is backwards, actually. So, th- so uh-huh. those are the documents that I want you to read. This will be your homework assignment, Kanita. Get okay. get those right. printed on paper, actual paper, and then go through them and read. Start start with the uh, seller property disclosure statement because that's easy, and then go to uh, the listing agreement. Read all the fine print. Take a highlighter pen and highlight anything that you don't understand yourself. And they're written in English, so they wouldn't wouldn't be that hard to understand. But you would have a difficult time explaining to somebody if you think you wouldn't be able to explain it. If they said, hey, what does this mean? And then call me uh, each thing you highlight and, and let me tell you how I would explain it to a client. Okay? Okay. And then okay. – but when you're presenting the uh, listing agreement, you know, in real life, I would say this is the agreement between you and I. This is you here. Uh, this you initial here, which allows me to have a lockbox on your house. Uh, this says I get paid 7% no matter what if your house sells. This says I get paid zero no matter what if your house does not sell. This says you agree to stick with me for as long as it takes and I need you to sign right here. Now, all my listings were a okay. year, uh, not because I needed that but because I, I need them to trust me and if they don't trust me for a year, then they don't trust me for five minutes. <laughs> it's been my experience. So. Uh, if I'm going to have a problem with them uh, in a month, I want to have a problem tonight. 
but you should you should right. be able to know and then do the same with the purchase agreement um, so that you understand all parts of that. And and, and again, okay. anything anything you don't understand, and I would invite anybody who's listening, um, you know, read read those things if you haven't, and then highlight it. You can always, even if you don't coach with me, you can always call me, and I'll I'll explain how I would explain that to somebody. Because technically, what it is and what it really means are two different things. What it really means, this paragraph of fine print, what it really means is, if your house sells, I get paid seven percent no matter what. And if your house doesn't sell, I get paid zero, no matter what. That's the short version of what that means. What is your next question? Okay. um, So at an open house, um, for example, unless the uh, potential buyer mentions um, like being pre-approved for loans, is it like, can I ask them that first? Like when would be the right time to ask them if they've been Pre-approved. I want you to you yeah. and everybody who's listening to go to uh, watch my video on open house scam. I mean strategy. Go to fearlessagent.com <laughs> uh, and go to the video training. Go and then there's they're in sections. So one would be working with buyers, I believe, is one of the sections. And in that section, there's a video that the title of it is "How to Make Right Now Money." in real estate. And that's an open right. house strategy. So learn that. And and when you're in an open house, your only goal is to book appointments. So what you don't want to do at your open house when you're a fearless agent is what every other agent would do. Okay. So every other agent would be handing out a copy of the listing. Do not do that at your open house. Every other agent would be handing out business cards marketing materials on the house, do not hand them anything. Every other agent would be right. having them sign in to the little registry. Do not do that, okay? So if you can't hand them anything and you can't have them sign on the registry, then why are you there? Oh, that's right. For the real reason everybody's there is to book appointments with the buyer. So do not ask them, are you working with a real estate agent? So if you if you've if you are forced to not ask people if they're working with a real estate agent and you can't hand them anything and your only job is to book appointments for them to meet with you at a later date in your office after they've been pre-approved through your lender, then uh, you're going to have a different conversation that then you'll see agents having. So, you know, like I've gone in my own neighborhood, I've seen uh, my own coaching students sometimes will be holding an open house. So I'll go to their open house just to say hi to them. And uh, so when I go in, you know, there's people looking at the house and they're not doing it right. I can see they've got the registry. They've, they've fallen for all the baloney. And I will go up to strangers that are, you know, maybe neighbors of mine. I don't know who they are. And I'm dressed like a homeless guy wearing my workout shorts and the Harley shirt after I came home from the gym. And I've booked appointments for the agent that's holding the the open house open because I'm having a different conversation than they were having. So I'm not a realtor. I'm a stranger. And yet I am able to book an appointment for the agent that's holding the house open that they're not able to do because I, I know the right words to say. So you learn those words in that video, and that will change your open house. 
So if, let's say let's say okay. you had twelve. I think that answered my next question too because I was okay. going to ask. Let's say I'm at the open house. You said don't make an appointment until you know they're pre-approved. Let's say I'm at an open house today. And no, no I want you to make the appointment before you know they are pre-approved. Make it before yeah. I know that. Okay. First, you book okay. the appointment. See if they if if they're pre-approved or not pre-approved. If you can't make the appointment, you can't make any money, and you can't help them. So first, you book the appointment. Okay. Then they're going. To, then you're going to have your lender call them. You're not going to wait for them to call your lender, and you can book the appointment out. You know, usually people that are looking at open houses, moving is not an emergency to them. Many of them are not okay. right now buyers, but they they could be. Right. Okay. But your goal is to book right. an appointment at what two times? Oh, two thirty or seven p.m. in your office mm-hmm. after they've talked to your lender and the lender. By the way, make sure your lender is pre-approving them for a monthly payment and maximum, and you know what that monthly payment maximum is before you meet with them, and you also know what their down payment maximum is. The lender will tell you that before you meet with them. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me see. My next question. Um, How am I doing so oh, far, Kadita? I'm in a listing appointment, being that I'm you know, very new. Like, I've never even did a listing appointment. Um, if they start asking questions that I don't know the answer to, and I don't want to look like a dumbass, what do I say? <laughs> like, what's a good way to get out of the, you know, like redirect or something like that? Well, listen, I've made a pretty good living like looking like a dope, so it's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> not so bad. Well, uh, have you learned the fearless agent listing presentation yet? I'm halfway through it. Okay. Well, when you're yeah. w- when you've learned that and you've learned the fearless agent pricing presentation, you're not going to look uh, at all incompetent. You will look way more professional, way more competent than any of the agents that are in your office and have been in the business for twenty years. I guarantee you that. Okay. So that will make okay. you feel much more confident. But what's a, what's a question that they might ask you that you wouldn't know the answer to? Um, let's see. Uh, what kind of loans should we get, FHA or VA, because I'm military, or, you know, something like that. I don't know what the – Well, that's a, kind a, of a on a listing presentation, that probably would not be the question the seller would ask you. Okay. Well, I mean, just any in, – in general, like I – I don't know. I don't want to be like blindsided by a question that you know that I can't answer, mm-hmm. whether it be a buyer or a seller. I was thinking of saying, you know what? Let me get back. You know, let me get back to you on that. I'll have to ask my broker so I don't give you yeah. incorrect it's a, information. It's okay to say I don't know. You know, it's okay to say I'm new. Also, it's okay, okay to that. say to people, you know, I'm new in real estate. That's not something that's in my area of expertise, and I'll I'll find out for you. There's, there's nothing okay. wrong with that. Okay. It's also a good idea okay. <clears throat> when you're in a cross sale with another agent and let's say you have the uh, s- seller or you have the buyer and they have the buyer or they have the seller. Uh, it's okay for you to say, you know what, just so you know, I am I am pretty new in real estate. So if I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about, I actually don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Everybody – because they were all, all – I was new once – you know, I had no idea what I was doing, and I and I didn't have a problem telling other people I was new. I said, "Hey, I'm new. I don't know what I'm doing. If you can help me out, I'll accept your help." Okay. And and I most of the help they gave me was not very helpful, but still, it it kind of mm-hmm. gets it off on a good foot rather than 
trying to act like you know stuff that you don't know. I don't think that's helpful for anybody, actually. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. My next question. Um, I, I'm, I'm right now. I don't have MLS and uh, I don't have like Mojo and all that. I'm still trying to get Wi-Fi. So in the meantime, I think my best bet would be to hold open houses and just use the you know technology in my office. Mm-hmm. Um, but so should I continue to focus only on the listing presentation, or because yeah. I want to do open houses, should I do that now? Well, you can do open houses now. By the way, I had a, a coaching student of mine book seven listing appointments in one open house. So that's a good place to get listings also. Oh, nice. Okay. So okay. here's, here's a, right. uh, first of all, your particular uh, exit realty location, how many total agents are there in, in that location? Uh, I, would, I would say maybe around 20. Okay. And your owner, uh, what's your owner's first name? Uh, Katrina. So Katrina, does she own more than one location of Exit? She has the one that I met. She owns herself, and then I believe she has another one that she co-shares. Okay, um, that's like in downtown Fredericksburg. Okay, great. Well, what I would what I would do is um, in an open house, it's kind of a good idea to maybe partner up with another agent that's been in the business a longer time, maybe. So have somebody in your office that has been in the business. They have to be full-time. They have to have years in the business and, and maybe not be successful, but they, they, they know how to write a real estate contract, purchase agreement, or listing agreement. And if you ever needed their help, I want you to pay them 20% referral fee. So if you have a listing and you need to reach out to this person for help, um, no matter how little or how much help they give you, 20% would be the minimum you would pay them as a referral fee, okay? Okay. And okay. everybody was new once. You know, that, that's, they're always going to be very willing to help you. I know that. Just find somebody that's okay. nice and maybe older. How old are you? 39, 40? Wait, you're asking how old I am? Well, you told me you had a heart attack at age 38. Well, yeah, but I'm 47 now. <laughs> okay. Well, that's young. <laughs> that's very young. Am I right? It's all relative. That's right. So, uh, but, but find somebody who's been in the business for a while, no matter what their age is. But um, I was going to say somebody older, but uh, somebody your own age or somebody, somebody that looks like they know what they're doing. And, and your broker, okay. of course, can help you with that, Katrina. So. Okay. All right. Uh, then my last question is... This is the last. Do we have any last question? Uh, no, we don't have we any do sound effects for that. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I was saying, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I've heard somewhere on one of your videos or, you know, there's so much Bob everywhere in my life right now. Oh. But uh, you mentioned something, I believe, about not working with FHA and VA loans. If that is mm-hmm. to my concern is... In Virginia, you know, we're close to D.C. and there's a lot of government people and they get VA loans. And uh, if, like I said, I thought you said try not to do that. Like, can I ask why? Well, everywhere you go, it wouldn't matter where you go. There's going to be more FHA buyers and VA buyers than there are any other type of buyers because there's more broke people than there are rich people. But okay. you're, you're, you have two goals. You want to help people. And you want to get paid for helping people. 
So if you want to not get paid for helping people, focus on new home buyers, FHA buyers, VA buyers. That will be that will make your life a living hell. Is it because they don't have money for like down payment? They don't have uh, money for possibly? anything. Right. Okay. So okay. if so, imagine I have a listing. Okay. And mm-hmm. your your VA or FHA buyer loves my listing. They are uh, wheedling in their pants trying to live in my listing, okay? And then I tell you uh, I have uh, at least uh, five other offers on my listing, okay? At that moment, you will know I am God and you must do exactly what I tell you to do. You know that, right? Oh yes, sir. Yeah, and you will be sucking up to me full time, and I and and then I will ask you. I will say, uh, what kind of a loan is your is your buyer paying cash, or are they getting a loan? And then you will say, oh, they're getting an FHA loan. And I will say, Kanita, I want to say this in the nice possible way: you are dead to me. <laughs> okay, so you will have no chance of competing because I have cash buyers that can and will pay more and they don't have an appraisal holding them back, you know, all that kind of stuff. Okay. okay. So, that so That's right. if you're in an open house and you're booking appointments with these buyers, when you're new and young like you are, you got to get your head kicked in for practice. But at some point you would say, yeah, I don't have the energy and the, and the time for uh, and the willingness to work for free. You know, FHA and VA buyers, <clears throat> all of us have been that buyer. All of us won't mm-hmm. be someday, but you you have to get paid, okay. and your seller so, and has so to get paid. So, with both of those, um, anything over the appraisal uh, number, is it true that they have to come out of pocket for the difference? The big problem like, with a- FHA and VA is it it is illegal, which means against the law, to have non refundable earnest money. So, when there is oh, non refundable okay. earnest money. Uh, if if the re- if the earnest money is refundable, that means you have zero earnest money, which kind of negates the purpose of having earnest money at all. So if your seller takes their house off the market, they're risking taking their house off the market. They're saying no to higher, better offers, maybe, to do business with your FHA buyer, and then the appraisal comes in low enough that they can't go through with the purchase then the seller doesn't get to keep the earnest money. And I wouldn't feel good if they did because your, your FHA buyer's broke and I don't want to take their earnest money anyway. That's not nice or fair. So uh, th- there's just no good news in that scenario. For you as a business, okay. you know, I'm, I'm not discriminating against veterans or broke – I am v- discriminating against broke people. I'm sorry I said that. Neiman Marcus discriminates against broke people. You might notice Nordstrom's <laughs> does. Kmart, not so much. Mm-hmm. But Kmart's out of business, and Neiman Marcus is not. So there is that. So I, I think you got to exactly. be careful who you choose to work with um, for your own protection. You know, my job is to make you rich, and uh, for okay. that reason, you want to okay. do business with people who have enough money as a down payment. Okay. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Okay, Kanita, I'm going to plug you, Kanita. Is in uh, what what Virginia town are you in? Fredericksburg, Bowling Green. Fredericksburg. 
Mm-hmm. So Fredericksburg, Virginia, you can call her. You can you can see how nice she is. She'll do a great job for you. Call her at 540-259-1582 if you'd like to refer business to a fearless agent in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And thank you for being on the show, Kanita. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. And by the way, if any of the stuff we talked about here on the show makes sense to any of you and you are earning less selling real estate than you wish you were or you are uh, maybe like Kanita's uh, owner at Exit there, if you are recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were and you would like to open to the idea of having some help with that, you can call me anytime to see if what we do at Fearless Agent would be a good fit at 480-385-8810. And uh, please do give us a five-star review of our podcast on whatever platform you are. And until next week, do the three things we always do. Ramon, we always do these three things, don't we? We do. Have fun. Doing it now. Stay humble. Oh, yeah. But be fearless. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Bob.